Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman. But stay for the nightmares. <laughs> nightmares are funny this week. <laughs> I'm your head crypt keeper, Ben Creighton, with me as always. Hi, I'm Kenny Wendorski. <laughs> uh, so speaking of nightmares, before we get into that, so I've, I've got some news this week. What was that? Uh, so my book, uh, Eloy the Existential Donkey, I meant to start the Kickstarter for that just about two months ago on my birthday, and then the world got weird. But I've I've what decided. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know what? People listening to this in the future won't even <laughs> won't even understand what we're talking about. So uh, <laughs> just some stuff happened. It was pretty small scale and personal. Don't worry about it. But uh, the the practical upshot is, I think we're ready to get back to normal, and I think I'm ready to start that Kickstarter uh, later this week at the time of this recording. Oh, okay. Cool beans. Yeah. Now, this is your lo- This has been a long time coming. It's your story that you've written, gosh, uh, maybe over a year ago now? Um, I think I started writing it. Yeah, started writing it over a year ago, and then I, I hired an illustrator and started that process last September. So, okay. yeah, it's been... It's it's been a long time. My time is finally <laughs> it's I've it's been working on it love, for a minute. Man. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I sat down uh, last night, uh, which was Memorial Day for those keeping track. Uh, <laughs> I sat I sat down with a friend's kid, um, twelve sweetest girl in the world, uh, a sweet little girl. I do respite care for her sometimes. She's uh, twelve years old. She's uh, on the autism spectrum. And, and I read her the story, and I realized it was my first time reading it out loud to a child in its final version with the with the fully illustrated, fully colored art. Um, and this was for, with her mother's permission, for promotional purposes, you know, videoing, videotaping this, and I'm going to use it on social media to, pr- to promote the book. And really, I just wanted an audience because it is, it's way easier to read out loud when there's an actual child sitting there <laughs> and you have an audience besides just the camera. Uh, so I wasn't looking for anything in particular out of her, but I'm, I'm reading it and I finish and I look over to her and I swear to God, her eyes are full of tears. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Apparently I'm onto something. Apparently people other than myself care about this story. <laughs> No, it's a good story. I when Sarah read it, my wife Sarah, she she read the story and she was kind of quiet for a while. And when she finished, she was like, "Shit, that was good." And I was, <laughs> I, I kind of had the same response because you had emailed it or texted it to me, mm-hmm. and I read it on my phone in its completed version. You were like, "You got any tips?" And I was like, "Do not change a thing." <laughs> it it hits with a powerful punch. It's a good message, and it's it's beautiful. That's a the adjective I would give is a beautiful story. Yep, so I'm I'm super excited about that. I'm I'm trying to think of this not as a finish line, but this is just the beginning because once it, you know, the Kickstarter will run for a month, and that's to that's to raise initial production costs for an initial print run. I've also got uh, a a different little girl, also the daughter of a friend, uh, working on tracing the outlines of the art from Carolyn Arcabasio. That's the illustrator. Uh, she's a 10-year-old girl tracing the outlines to make a coloring book version, uh, wow. which I'll be able to to add as a bonus for Kickstarter supporters. And I've uh, 
I've agreed with the with my with my adorable little assistant and her mom, of course. Uh, she's getting a cut. <laughs> that is that is paid work. So that's her at ten years old. That's her first summer job is uh, is making this coloring book version for me. Well, that beats uh, selling lemonade. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good job, man. Yeah, I'll I mean, I mowed it. lawns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I did. <laughs> I've smoked myself retarded, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, you can't use that word. I can't use that word. I smoked myself stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, sm- speaking of herbs that make you stupid, let's... <laughs> Segway! <laughs> Segway! We're here to talk about house and garden this week yes so we open up on a cactus man climbing a skyscraper yes uh climbs up this building and there's a gentleman that's inside of uh he's a rich gentleman yep he's got a pencil mustache yeah (laughs) he's he's got slick back black hair very put together very classy almost has sort of a clark gable look to him i'm thinking this is mockridge this is mockridge right here (laughs) i was listening the whole time for if this character got a name he never gets a name in my head canon he's mockridge yes (laughs) that he gets his comeuppance sort of (laughs) (laughs) but uh this (laughs) this plant man hybrid cactus man thing uh breaks into his his study uh steals a bunch of cash and jewels from a safe behind a picture this mockridge looking dude busts in and gets smacked up by the cactus man yeah and it it poisons him yep and cactus man disappears that's when we find out that several other wealthy gentlemen, young bachelors, have also been poisoned. Yep. And Batman's being told all this information by our Commissioner Gordon, and Batman's like, oh, that's poison ivy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's right? It's poison ivy, clearly. Yeah. This is poison ivy. But Gordon says, well, that's what I thought too, but it turns out she's married, and as we all know, married women don't commit crimes. Their husbands wouldn't put up with it. It's true. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the whole logic behind it. She has been reformed for six months. She yep. got married to a doctor and they live in a nice suburb area in a nice house with the doctor's two kids. Yep. So and Batman is kind of like, ah, well, all right, let's go see for sure. Yep. And, and they take a little outing, a little drive on over to the suburb and knock on the door. And she opens the door almost like expecting them like, Hey guys. Well, presumably they called ahead. It is always so weird seeing the Batmobile just like parked in front of somebody's house in the suburbs. Yeah. We were expecting you. Come on in. They come in and she tells her whole story. I understand you probably thought it was me, but it's not me. uh, I'm happy. I've I've got this husband. My best life. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, He was my doctor at Arkham and his dick cured my insanity. And <laughs> and why would I give up all this first-rate penis to commit crimes? I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The the good doctor he comes in. Uh, he, he's a doctor who also teaches at the University of Gotham. Yep. And uh, he's got two boys, and everyone's there to to vouch for Miss Isaac. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's Carm Carlisle. Carlisle. Yes. Carlisle. Carlisle now. 
Yes. She's, she's been cured not only of criminal insanity, but also of feminism. She took her husband's name. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and the, the boys are all excited. They're like, holy crap, there's the Batmobile outside. And they see Batman and they're like, whoa. You know Batman, Mommy? And Mommy goes, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We all so. did stupid shit when we were younger. You know, mommy <laughs> used to fight Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us smoked weed. Some of us tried to yeah. kill Batman with weeds. It's, you, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they leave. Batman is kind of like, wow, I guess so. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Maybe. But and, uh, uh, Batman decides to, to call up Dick Grayson. Uh, who's who's in his dorm room getting real flirty with uh with a cute uh, cute little co-ed uh, calc tutor over there, but uh, uh, yeah, he gets he... gets interrupted, gets cock blocked, and uh, th- she is voiced by Megan Mullally, uh, who was on Will and Grace. She's married to the God, the guy who plays Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, I I bet I bet she never commits any crimes then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i thought that was fun it's always yeah. fun to see some of these voice actors they move on to bigger things uh, i'm sure she was just starting out in hollywood before she got this role and so Very it's fun it could be yeah but just uh, a small part but it's enough <laughs> but uh batman asks robin to uh to look into professor carlisle just just see what he can find out because apparently dick took a class with him there at the old gcu uh, Dick agrees, but right then, the Cactus Man attacks once again! Oh, grabs, punches our good Dick Grayson, punches him and escapes. Uh, cops are called, and uh, Bruce Wayne shows up. Basically, just, you know, where's my ward? And Commissioner Gorn says, this fits the criteria of all the other crimes, except instead of stealing something of possession, uh, money or jewels, he took the ward. Oh, so that's how he's going to get to me. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon thinks this is this is going to be a kidnapping for ransom, and turns out Gordon's instincts are on point because Bruce leaves, gets gets into his car, and the Cactus Man is hiding in the back seat. puts a, a claw around his throat and tells him, "Bring five million in cash to the docks tonight if you want your kiddo back." And uh, the Cactus Man jumps out of the car. Bruce Wayne, he's luckily he doesn't crash his car. I was thinking that. (laughs) Wow, I hope he doesn't crash. Skids on the on the roadway. And so he does what he's supposed to do. He gets a big old briefcase full of money and heads on over to the docks, which is very atmospheric, very beautifully animated. Yeah, yeah, very cool scene. And this is also the first scene in which we get to see our our cactus man who's been lurking in the shadows up until this point. We get to see him in the light, just full on. Look at this cactus man and pay attention to this cactus man. Kenny, are you familiar with a character designer and animator named Glenn Murakami? No, should I be? I... Pay attention to this monster design, because you're going to see a lot of similar monster designs if we keep going with this stuff. He did. He started off here in Batman the Animated Series. He went on to Batman Beyond, Superman, Justice League, Teen Titans, and he has a very distinctive style. And apparently he was involved in Batman the Animated Series since 93, so a year before this. This uh, episode was 94, but... 
Apparently he got kind of a rocky start, almost didn't get hired. I did my good podcast, Ben, research. <laughs> and it's it's hard to find any, any like, concrete information on which episodes did this individual crew member who wouldn't rise to importance until later, which ones, which episodes did he work on. But I will bet you dollars to donuts this is one of his designs because... Mm. He, he has certain hallmarks, the, like, elephant-like stumpy feet and the big, like, oval paws with, uh, with claws popping out. Those, those design elements are going to show up again and again from this point out. So keep an eye out for those Glenn Murakami designs. One thing I can think of from Batman Beyond is the, the Soundwave guy. What was his name? Yep. Shri- uh, uh, Shriek. Shriek. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That might be... Yeah, he he had those had those arms with a very similar design to this cactus man's arms and yeah. yeah, if we if we watched Superman, I think he worked a lot more on Superman and especially Teen Titans, but that's not right. canon, so we probably won't watch that for this show. <laughs> unless we get unless we get real hard up for material. <laughs> but uh well, cool. regardless, that's a little little thing I'll have to easter egg to kind of keep an eye out for. Yep. So we have a little little fight between our Cactus Man and our Batman. Batman gets knocked into the drink. <coughs> but... uh, Cactus Man also gets his claws clipped by a Batarang, which is pretty cool. Yep. He actually feels pain. There is proof we can wound it. So repeat after me. So we know he can be injured and yep. hurt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman, he takes his bat jet ski that he's conveniently placed there just hours before and flies into the air with it and he jumps on the cactus guy and defeats him. Yep, saves Robin. And as they're driving off, Robin reveals, uh, so Professor Carlisle uh, does have two kids, but his ex-wife has custody, and also, they're both girls, not boys. Ooh, something shady's happening. So, they go back to Pamela's house. Batman is doing something to the uh, glass uh, greenhouse that they have. Yep. He's doing something to the, the pipes. We don't know what. We'll find out later. Yep. And they go inside, and the uh, greenhouse, all the vegetables, they're plastic. It's just for show. Yep, and also to conceal a trap door with a staircase leading to a secret underground laboratory where Miss uh, <laughs> Miss Isley has been doing some freaky-deaky mad science. <laughs> you always call it a laboratory. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they go down there, and uh, Robin's real close to a water tank. He's looking around, and a hand comes out of the water tank. Spooky. Yep. Spooky. But it turns uh, out it's it's the real Professor Carlisle who's been held prisoner down here. He emerges from this tank of water and he's he's saying, you don't know what she's done. She's crazy. And that's when we get spooky, creepy time. A couple of plants. Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> they open up almost like a Venus flytrap. But it's, 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 it's pod it people movie. is what it is. Yeah, I was thinking of alien and aliens. Uh, it's like an egg, a vegetable yep. pops open, and inside are babies. And like you said, they go, "Mommy, mommy!" And yeah. even Batman drops his flashlight. It's horrific. <laughs> yeah, this this sequence is super effective. It is. Yeah, it is great. 
as a kid, the hair on my back, I don't know, I must have been 10 or 11. I yeah. just, it stuck with me. Creepy stuff. And that's when Poison Ivy shows up and she basically says, yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she says, yeah, I mean, I, I really did want to settle down with a family, just not with some meat creature with his meat penis. I want a plant penis. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> She was she was married to a planty clony thing of Carlisle. Apparently it's a mutant life form that starts its life cycle looking like like Carlisle's quote unquote sons uh, grows within a matter of days to resemble Carlisle and in its final life stage becomes a big freaky deaky cactus man. Yeah. The Batman and, and Robin, they're all tied up in vines, and uh, she gives the babies something to drink, uh, some formula, and uh, that formula accelerates their growth to get to the final stage. They're going to turn into cactus people, and they're going to finish off Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin are like, what is wrong with you? You had the perfect life. And she did have the perfect life. She wasn't joking. She did want a family, just on her terms. And so the cactus people are going to go off Batman. Yep. Uh, yeah, she wanted to steal all the money because apparently it's real expensive running an underground laboratory. <laughs> but all she wanted was her horrible monster family of pod people. Is that so wrong, Batman? <laughs> no. Uh, so luckily, Batman and Robin escape with the good doctor. Uh, they make it up to the top of the glass house, uh, greenhouse. Yep. And uh, Batman turns on the water. And yep. the water comes down and it's weed killer. Yep. Melts all of the horrible cactus mans and also melts poison ivy or so we think Batman points out. So that's why they were sons. You couldn't make daughters with Carlisle's DNA. And the person we think was poison ivy says true, but ivy could replicate herself. It was a plant duplicate all along. Oh, <laughs> leaving plenty of time for Pamela Isley to leave. Yep, and we, we end with her flying away to somewhere uh, on an airplane, looking through a photo album of memories of happier times. Uh, and blink and you miss it, you see her dating Harvey Dent. Uh, somewhat more pictures of her hanging out with, uh, with Harley Quinn. And a wedding photo of her and horrible plant co clone Stephen Carlyle. And crying. But yes, uh, Pamela Isley did want a family, so it's a sad ending. A sad ending. Uh, kind of felt like a Twilight Zone ending a little bit. Yeah, this whole episode was very Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yep, so that thus ends House and Garden. Kenny, does this episode hold up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. This, this episode's great. <laughs> We've been talking about this episode since pretty much week three, I think, or week yep. four. Uh, I knew it was down the road. Well, here we are. We've reached the destination. Here we get to talk about it. Yep. It's a great episode. Can I just applaud for a moment the restraint of the writers? At no point does anybody make a joke about Poison Ivy turning over a new leaf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally the whole plot of the episode, but they held that's it back. Good. I was waiting for it, and it never comes. That's, ooh, that's some that, discipline. That would have been a good alternate title. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, the title card is ooh, this yeah. chalkboard 
drawing or crayon drawing on black of mm. uh, the perfect family, but with stick figures, how a child would draw. Yep. And uh, with a house, and it's something about it. It's just it looks. You know, you're in for a treat in this episode from that title card alone. Yeah, yeah. It's it it sets up the the creepy ominous vibe very well. But yeah. uh, let's see just how well this episode stacks up. Against our master list of 63 episodes, let's boot up the science machine. I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with All right. We got the beaker swirling. Uh, I'm in my house just kind of kicking back. I got all my doodads on. You got yours on? Yep. Um, now, I didn't have to steal $5 million for this laboratory. We do our, we do our science on a budget here. But uh, what we do do is we keep our lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pants is off. Woo! Yeah! That is refreshing. It is hot outside, people. Take your pants off. It is. Take your pants off. Go outside. You're get that vitamin no D. No one's gonna see. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. If anybody gives you crap, you say, "Hey, what are you doing outside?" Yeah, I'm wearing a mask. So yeah. you know, mind your business. What am I gonna I do? Breathe off. on you with my dick? Yeah. You just you Chill. do you. I'll do me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, get this list going here. All right. Take that deep I'm gonna breath. Take a, I'm going to take a swig of my Dr. Pepper and just let you handle it right here. <laughs> Two-Face, See No Evil, Harley and Ivy, Demon's Quest, Cat in the Club, Where the Great Ghost, The Man Who Killed Batman, Almost Got Him, Perchance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning, Read My Lips, Heart of Ice, Laughing Fish, I Am the Night, Day of the Samurai, Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Silicon Soul, Clock King, Heart of Steel, What is Reality, Avatar, If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich, Side So, Joker's Wild, Vendetta, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> A bullet for Bullock, Zatanna, Dreams in Darkness, Off Balance, The Mechanic, Tiger, Tiger, Appointment, Crime Alley, On the Wings, Christmas with the Joker, Mad as a Hatter, Blind as a Bat, Mudslide, Moon of the Wolf, Head of the Ninja, Trial, Fear of Victory, Shadow of the Bat, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Birds of a Feather, Be a Clown, The Cape and Cow, Conspiracy, Fire from Olympus, Worry Man, Brains of the Crab Doctor, It's Never Too Late, The Underdog, Nobody's Perfect, Cat Scratch Fever, and I've got Batman in my basement! Oh, I almost oh! made it! I almost God! made it! So close! <laughs> so close! I got within two! Oh. <laughs> I'm never gonna get it. I'm never gonna get it in only two breaths again, am I? I <laughs> know uh, those days are over, buddy. <laughs> those days are long gone. <laughs> All right, our random number generator is this episode: House and Garden, better or worse than number fifteen, Day of the Samurai. No, I think this one's better. I concur. Day of the Samurai is real good. We got some fun Japanese stuff, some fun kung fu movie stuff. We got a volcano, but this one's creepy deepy, and I love it. I also think the animation's better in this one. Uh, nothing against the Day of the Samurai one; that's gorgeous as well. But mm. I think this one is uh, the the atmosphere, especially on the dock sequence. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, Day of the Samurai, that that final third act fight sequence set piece with the volcano, that was beautifully animated, but I think this one was was strong visually all the way through. Yeah, they keep the Cactus Man in shadow. It's just enough to tell it's something sinister, but you can't see the full image. It's 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 done very well. Absolutely. All right. In that case, is House and Garden better or worse than number 11, Read My Lips? I think this one's better. 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Read My Lips is a lot of fun, but I think I would give the edge to this one because you do wind up feeling for Poison Ivy uh, just a little bit. For as batshit crazy as she is, it gives her that relatable motivation. So mm -hmm. I think this one squeaks ahead on the strength of just a little more heart. Yeah, I agree. And the stakes are higher in this one, too. You've got Robin kidnapped. Yep. All right. In that case, is House and Garden climbing up that list? Is it better or worse than number eight? Almost got him. That's interesting. I think I think this might be just a little. Yeah, I think this might be a little bit better than Almost Got Him. Almost Got Him's great, but a lot of the meat of the episode is just like. I don't know. Two Face had a giant coin. Poison Ivy had exploding pumpkins. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. It's segment. It's short stories put together. Yeah. And it's jazzy. It's hip. But this one is a solid story from beginning to end. And I love the the realization, Chris and Kelly girls they're not boys i love that 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 realization is such a uh, even as a child i was like oh my god <laughs> what the fuck's going over over at that house and then of course the baby's coming out of the pods yeah i think you're right oh my god just saying that i i'm waiting to get punched in the face because almost got him is such a well celebrated episode you know, like true Batman aficionados, they love that. It's it's a real great episode, and I'm waiting for somebody to hop over and sock me in the face. But yeah, House and Garden. Yeah, I mean, I almost got him is is a top ten contender for good reason because that that poker scene is just so packed with fun in jokes. The the interactions between the villains are great, but this one's just a a more solid overall story. Yeah, I concur. All right. In that case, is this episode, House and Garden, better or worse than number five, The Cat and the Claw? That's a tough one. Cat and the Claw has has a breadth to it. It has so many cool action set pieces, but... And it's the introduction of Catwoman and a very strong introduction for her, too. I want to say Cat and the Claw is still better just because of Catwoman. She's a very essential character, and I love her introduction. She's gone very bad since we've met her, but yeah. she's a strong character. And I love the set pieces, the explosions, the diehard sequences. Yeah, that stuff's all really strong. The, on the flip side, Cat in the Claw is kind of uneven, and Red Claw is so forgettable as a villain. She is. Whereas House and Garden is... There's, there's really only one scene, and we skipped over it entirely in our recap segment just because it's such a nothing scene. There's one scene where Batman goes back to, to Ivy again, and it's just such a repeat of the scene with him and Gordon interrogating Ivy that it, it really felt like padding. But 
even then it was like I was never bored. It was it was it was still fine. You needed it as a red herring. You needed it to establish that no, she's not involved in this, or at least get us on that track of thinking. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I would. I think I would give the slightest of edges to House and Garden for just being a solid twenty-two minutes over the Cat and the Claw having some really high highs, but also as many two-parters are being just a little slow in parts and a little uneven. If we're gonna go with something that is so memorable that I can remember it from childhood up to present, I'm gonna go House and Garden. Because it has always stuck with me. Whereas Cat in the Claw, when we revisited it, I couldn't remember a lot of it. Yeah. I remembered the explosions. <laughs> yep. Yeah, huh? shoot. When you break it down with science. Man. I think, I think you're right. House and Garden. All right. Well, House and Garden is now guaranteed a spot in the top five. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's see where it sits. Is House and Garden better or worse than number three, Harley and Ivy? (laughs) (laughs) Another Poison Ivy episode. I I think I got to give it to Harley and Ivy, though. That that is just such a beautiful, fun romp and such a such a fun exploration of a of an odd couple relationship. It's. Mm -hmm. They're both very strong episodes, but I think I got to give the edge to Harley and Ivy. I'll concur with that. You've got a lot of uh, great interaction between the two actresses who were Harley and uh, Ivy. Yeah, I, I concur. All right. In that case, we only have one more decision left to make. Is House and Garden better or worse than number four, Demon's Quest? I think Demon's Quest is better. Yeah. I think it's, it's epic, it's operatic, it's it's just sweeping with adventure and uh, I really like the the James Bond-esque <laughs> death <laughs> traps and whatnot. Yeah, I'm going to concur. It's it's a close thing though cuz this I don't know, there's something special about House and Garden, just that perfectly contained 22 minutes. But Demon's Quest has, I mean, it's it's the strongest Rachel Ghoul episode, and he is such a fantastic character, such a fantastic presence. It's got the stakes, it's got global stakes, so... Yeah. Yeah. For our two-parters, for me personally, and, and you know, it's, it's open to interpretation, but for me personally, Demon's Quest has always been my favorite two-parter. Yep, although Two-Face is still sitting at that number one spot. Will it ever get dethroned? It is, and that's, you know, a great, I'm not going to knock it, but a personal favorite. Now, using science, we've already proven Two-Face is number one. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) My own personal preference, I, I, Demon's Quest is my, the butter to my bread. (laughs) I understand. All right, well, in that case... Demon's Quest is sitting at the new number four, or uh, sorry, House and Garden, rather, is sitting at the new number five spot, just below Demon's Quest, staying steady at number four, and just above Cat and the Claw in the new number six spot. God, wow. 
Yeah. That's something. A late, and this is a later episode. Um, woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're episode by episode. We're inching closer to the end of the original uh, Batman the Animated Series run and closer to the post-redesign, the, what was it, the new Batman Adventures? Mm-hmm. So, but before that happens, we've still got a few episodes left to go, and next week we will be watching The Terrible Trio. Do you remember this episode, Kenny? Yes. It's... Yes. Uh, um, it's very Johnny Quest-like, as I recall. <laughs> I could be wrong on that. But, uh, yeah, as I recall, it's okay. It's uh, not one of the best ones, but it's it's okay. Yeah, I remember this episode being one that that seems like it would be more at home, would have been more at home, like, early in the first season when the whole show was kind of uneven and they were still experimenting. But coming so so late in the series, coming after stuff like Avatar and House and Garden, I remember it feeling kind of lame. But we'll see. Uh, did you ever read Hardy Boys books? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, that was uh, this story, the Terrible Trio. It it kind of had that aspect. You've got people stealing things and. Mm-hmm. The, the mystery is finding out who they were, and it's pretty clear who they are. You know who they are. There's a mm-hmm. shark guy, there's a fox guy, and there's a bird guy. And, uh, yeah, I would call this the Hardy Boys episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can dig on that. Well, that'll be next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the Internet? You can find me at Weiske TV on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. Uh, I'd give you the Kickstarter link to uh, to the Eloy book, except that'll probably be just about over with by the time this epi- episode comes out. But I'll, uh, I'll splice some promos into previous episodes so people okay. don't miss it. <laughs> but you can always find us right here at anchor.fm slash batrankings, where you can pledge one, five or ten dollars a month to support the show. You can subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, leave us a five-star review, or leave us a message at anchor.fm slash batranking slash messages. And if you can uh, support Ben's project, his his book has been, it's wonderful. I can't wait till you get to read it because it's, it's definitely something that it's a, a work that I think will touch you. So yeah, uh, if you can support Ben's book, that's great. And if you can't, that's great too. <laughs> but I will say it's a glorious book. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who's helped me get this far. Uh, Carolyn, my wonderful illustrator. Uh, you know, Kenny, as I've said, I've told this story on the podcast before. Kenny's the one who put the idea in my head in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so big thanks to Kenny. Uh, Stuart at the loading crew for giving me, uh, giving me perspective, the perspective of a parent. Uh, Tom and Amanda and everybody who's helped me get this far. Thank you all so much. And we will see you all next week for The Terrible Trio. Bye.